Thank you for listening to She Leads, a segment of the She Speaks podcast that focuses on different areas of leadership, mentorship, professional development, and you living your best life as a leader. Thank you for listening. Today, I am super excited about today's topic because it was a suggestion that I got from one of my valued listeners. This person is someone that I have seen grow into a beautiful, strong, and courageous young lady, and she is handling her journey like a champ. I always get excited when her and I talk because our conversations are real. Um, I see myself in her. Um, I see her in me. And what I mean by that is I was that young leader, that go-getter who just wanted to make sure that people were treated fairly and things were done right and that when necessary, I would step in where I needed to. So her and I, we talk often and we've had um, an assignment together. And also, um, I've known her since she graduated high school. Um, I was there and around when she graduated college. And now she is also a member of the United States Air Force. She is doing amazing things. And her and I, we talk often. And some of our conversations are so random. And we FaceTime often. And, you know, I just asked her, hey, do you have any topics you want me to talk about on the podcast or maybe some things that I should blog on. And immediately she hit me back with, you know, a few topics on leadership and then a few topics on life. So today I wanted to cover the topic that she asked about. And the topic is finding and using your voice in a sea of dominance. And when I read the suggested topic, man, it was so deep because the thing that stuck out to me was sea of dominance. And for those of you that are not familiar, the military, especially the Air Force, um, and and just like other career fields, are male-dominated areas that women are doing amazing things in. So when she said dominance, I immediately went back mentally to some of the units or organizations that I have been in where there weren't a lot of females, or I've sat in a lot of conference rooms where in some cases I am one of up to maybe five women sitting in a room. And if you're not comfortable in those spaces, that can be very intimidating and it can also be intimidating when you are of a lower grade. So I was super excited to talk about this because, of course, a couple of podcasts ago, specifically back in June, I did an impromptu podcast with a coworker of mine, and it was called Using Your Voice. And there was a question in there where Mo asked me if my voice belonged to me. And I immediately said, of course not. You know, my voice belongs to God and we have to be careful 
and how we use our voice and what we use it for. And then I did a mini podcast and basically the title of that was how are you using your voice? And in that I asked, you know, some questions. Are you using it to speak life? Are you using it to be an advocate? Are you speaking positive or negative things? Are you fighting for a cause? You know, and then I also went over the different types of using your voice. So, of course, you can use it when you're writing. You can use it for singing, spoken word, you know, just those different things. And then I asked the question, are you loud and confident when you speak? When you speak, do people stop and listen? And I felt like, man, maybe those topics were preparing me for this topic that was going to come up that I had no idea about. So like I said, I'm super excited to talk about it and I have some key points and I hope that I'm able to deliver um, the way that she needs because I don't know, I'm just super excited to talk about it. So let's get started. So in regards to using your voice, if you think about it in some of the situations that you're in, sometimes we speak out of anger, sometimes we speak out of love. Sometimes we speak out of fear of the unknown, but the common thing in that is that we're speaking. And I've been in situations where I have spoke out of those different areas. I've spoken out of anger. I've spoken out of love. I've spoken out of fear. I've spoken out of confidence. And I have a mentor. And before sometimes I even open my mouth on certain situations, I will pick up the phone and call him because him and I, our lives have kind of lined up to where we're walking the same road at the same time, but we don't know it until we actually have these conversations. And I remember one time I had an incident at work where I spoke to someone and it wasn't out of anger, but it was matter of factly to let them know that what they did was wrong, right? I wasn't emotional or anything like that. I just put the facts out there. And um, my mentor slash brother was like, yo, you were there too long. You were explaining too much. You just had to say what you had to say and keep it moving. And then I started laughing. I was like, you know, you're right. Because I looked back at the scenario and I did. I gave a little too much information when all I had to do was go say what I needed to say and keep it moving. So over the time that him and I have talked throughout the years, there's always this one scripture that always pops up in some of our conversations. And it's James 1 and 19. And it states, Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Now, I am going to give you my interpretation of that scripture. And of course, as we all know, when reading, everyone can interpret things differently. And there's nothing wrong with that. I feel as though when you read a scripture, the way you interpret it is how you are supposed to receive it. And the part that always gets me is the quick to listen and the slow to speak, right? Because in society, we are slow to listen and quick to speak. 
Like we don't really, and you've seen or heard the quote, we don't listen. We listen. What is it? We listen to respond. We don't really listen. And I'm paraphrasing to take in information, right? It's like, oh, what did you say? Let me hurry up and give this clap back. Oh, what did you say? Let me hurry up and defend myself in my position. And what always gets me is the quick to listen, the slow to speak, because being a human, you can do the exact opposite sometimes, whether it's at work or home, or you're just having a conversation, a general conversation with people. You know, sometimes we don't listen and we're not slow to speak. And this scripture can be applied at work. And I found myself using this scripture sometimes if I feel like I'm going off in the wrong direction. So with that being said, um, in regards to finding and using your voice in a seat of dominance, that scripture to me is the first thing that you have to remember. Quick to listen, slow to speak. Because when you're listening and you're slow to speak, and slow to become angry, you can interpret information differently. Because you don't want to speak out of being emotional because people are not going to take you seriously. Once you get emotional, when you're having a conversation, it could go one or two ways. It can go right or it can go wrong, but I'll get into that later. So the next thing that you have to remember when finding and using your voice in a sea of dominance is to realize that you have one. When you're sitting in these meetings and you're in these work centers, you have a lot of different personalities. You have the narcissist. You have the know-it-all. You have the uh, silent killer, and that's the one who sits in the back and they don't really say anything. But when they do open their mouths, you realize they're paying attention to everything. And then you have those who walk t- confidently in who they are and what they have to say. And you just have to remember there are other people that fall in different categories, but you always have to realize that you have a voice as well. Excuse me. And my reason for that is because when you have those different personalities in your organization, it's easy to feel like what you say or want to say doesn't matter or that you don't have a voice because everyone else is louder than you. Maybe you move different. Maybe you don't speak all the time. or Maybe you're not loud or yeah, maybe you're just not a loud person. And you can get drowned out by those around you. But you have to realize that you have a voice. No matter how loud the other people are, no matter what their rank is, you have a voice. The next thing is you have to ask yourself, why are you using your voice? And what is your purpose? Are you using your voice to be an advocate in the workplace for change or for others? Are you using your voice to relay information that needs to be heard? Because if not, there's going to be some type of 
impact, a negative impact that may happen. Um, depending on your job, if you don't speak up, can someone die based off of the information that you have that's not being delivered or listened to? So always remember why you're using your voice and what your purpose is. Even if you feel as though no one in the room wants to listen, it's your job to remember why you're using it and what the purpose is. And sometimes you have to remind people that I'm using my voice and you need to listen to me because of my position and not necessarily my rank. So if you're in a position where maybe you work in safety, but you happen to be an entry-level person in safety, but what you have to say matters because if you're not listened to, then someone is going to die or be seriously injured based off of the information that you have that's not being relayed. People need to be reminded of that. If you're the subject matter expert in your job, you have to remind people sometimes that they need to listen to you, that you are helping them. And that's important. The next point I want to go over is you have to remember there is a difference between emotion and passion. Now, some people confuse the two. But I will be honest with you, I've sat in plenty of meetings I've sat in plenty of conference rooms with some high-level individuals. And one, you have to be able to take the emotion out of what you are saying, and you have to present the facts. This is very important. When you stand your position and you are talking to people that are above you, or maybe your peers who are on the same level of you and you all are trying to implement change, you need to have factual data. You can't name drop someone else just because it sounds good. You can't give false statistics because I can guarantee you if someone doesn't trust what is coming out of your mouth, they're going to go back and research what you have said. Always have your notes ready. Have your statistics, have your key points, have your vision and your way ahead ready at all times. Because you never know what opportunity you're going to have when you're talking to this sea of dominance. Because some people like to test you. They want to know how much do you know? How smart are you on the topic? And they also want to know how prepared are you? And you always want to make sure that you're ready for the opportunity should it ever be presented. My thing and what I always like to do Have more information up front. Be prepared to give out all of this information. And you will have less questions 
in the end. So over-prepare. Once you over-prepare, you will always be prepared. When talking, answer these questions. What do you have to say? Is it important? Tell them why it is important and what will happen if they don't use the information. Because in some cases, we're merely advisors, but you have to present the information, the pros and the cons. This is what will happen if we go in my direction. This is what will happen. And please be prepared for this to happen if we don't. And at the end of the day, sometimes you voice it. What people choose to listen to is up to them. But as long as you can walk away knowing that you presented what you needed to, you did your part, sometimes that's all that you can do. And my last point is remember your voice and what you have to say is just as important as anyone else that is speaking. This is very important. In order for people to listen or for you to catch their attention, you have to be confident in who you are and what you're saying. Because if I give you the opportunity or if we're in a conversation and you're not sure of yourself or what you're saying or your position, depending on what the situation is, I may make the choice for you. So what I'm saying is you always have to be ready. Remember you have a voice. Use it. Be prepared and go from there. Using your voice in a sea of dominance is hard, but you have to be able to navigate those waters. There are many ways to do that. If public speaking is not your thing and you're not confident in speaking, I recommend Toastmasters. Or I recommend public speaking videos. You can even watch TED Talks to get pointers. Find a mentor. Someone to bounce things off of. And someone who can help guide you through the process. And what I mean by that is someone who's going to be your hype person. And let you know, hey, this is how I would navigate this. These are some of the things that you can do. Because it's hard. Finding and using your voice in a sea of dominance. It is. But the beauty of it is, once you navigate those waters and you realize how to do it, it opens so many different doors. So today, sis, what I want you to know is that when you open your mouth, you have something valuable to say. The key is you have to get people to listen. Your approach is something that you also need to watch. Now, I can tell you, sometimes 
we can be viewed as aggressive. And other people, when talking, will be viewed as assertive. It's all about wordplay. But don't dare change who you are and your position and what you're presenting. You're not responsible for other people's feelings. You're not responsible for how people interpret the information. What you are responsible for is your presentation, making sure that it is factual, making sure that it is value added, and making sure that you own it. So today, sis, finding and using your voice in a sea of dominance can be challenging, but it doesn't mean that you can't do it. Seek out help. Pull your friends, your mentors, colleagues. Come up with a plan. But when you walk into that room, when you walk into that conversation, straighten your crown, stand tall, and own who you are. Because the way you use your voice, that's your choice. Hey, sis. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to listen to She Leads. If you have any discussion topic ideas or would like a response to questions that you have about the workplace, please feel free to send me an email at thesheSpeaks at gmail.com. And if you are a faithful Anchor user, you can also leave a message on the podcast. I look forward to hearing from you.